sounds like something that somebody found on a cassette and went, hey, yeah, this song, Shame Watch, you know? <laughs> Bless you. I agree. Oh, <laughs> God damn. What? Uh, go ahead and this double This is all that. about capturing reality. Yeah, sure. Welcome to Shame Watch, a guilt-free dive into those massive movie failures that we hate to love. Each week, we bring in a movie that either we or our guests love, but society constantly ridicules them for. We look in each nook and cranny for every bright spot, hoping to keep society at bay while we watch these movies like the miracles that they are. You know the Salinas household. We keep we, our Waterloo hot. genuinely need to keep this stuff clean because what happens is someone goes, I really like John Goldsmith. I like the things that he puts out in the world. Yeah, yeah. Should, and then they we should just be clean and professional. That'd be my mom. My mom, like, when I, I posted a picture of me as Stone Cold from a sketch and I was shooting the finger, and I'm, like, in my, at this point, my mid-40s, and my mom was like, I can't believe you posted that picture. <laughs> 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 it's like, uh, all right. I, I'm playing Stone Cold. I know, but still. <laughs> you should think about what, you know, what you're putting out there, and I'm like, okay. Well, um, he's a character. I have yeah. to fit the persona. Yeah. I, I get it. I'm paranoid about putting anything yeah, same. on on the internet because my family is the kind that just does not understand online etiquette at all. So we'll just comment. I found out that my mom was in the hospital after plugging someone else's show. What? Uh, Wait, I was what? In, in, in a rare bit of just altruism because I've seen other improvisers do it around town. I went, hey, I'm just really excited to see the show. This was the uh, institution show. Will you be my Tinderella from a couple of years ago? Just oh, saying, okay, hey, yeah, yeah. really excited to see my friends Cliff and Amanda put on their show. Will you be my Tinderella? That's it. And then I got a comment from my grandmother going, call me immediately. Your mother's in the hospital. Whoa. This is the first that I had heard about it. So I immediately called and went, what? what? She had broken her hand or something along those lines, but didn't provide any of that context. Right. So at all. You have a million things rushing in your head while you're just trying to promote your friend's show. Correct. Wow. Yes. Well, I'm a little bit hesitant about plugging stuff. That and my mom friends anyone in the improv community. She didn't friend me. She friends most any she's friends with Kareem. Why? Yeah, he, he he said in the improv community. Oh you're right. You're right. Yeah. <coughs> this month we're covering our most shameful horror <laughs> film loves and what we're calling shamey horror picture watch. Today we're probably covering the return of Swamp Thing. James, I need more energy. From the top, more energy. <laughs> this month we're covering Less our most more <laughs> This month we're covering our most shameful horror films and we can also shame you We're watching uh Return of Swamp Thing. Hey. Yay. This is the first time I've heard of this movie. Uh I know Swamp Thing is a Batman. No. no. Swamp Thing is not a Batman. No? He's not a Batman. <laughs> he's a Swamp he's Thing. He's in DC. He's in yeah, he DC. Is, he is a DC it's Universe a superhero. Yeah. He's not, he a, not a Batman. He's not a Batman. Wait, wait, he's not a Batman. He is Batman. Nor is he a man bat. Mm. He's, yeah, um, Though he is close to a man thing, from what I understand. Yeah, we'll take it. I've never seen one. <laughs> I don't understand what just happened. Me and John just gave each other looks. Um, man, knowingly, man, man thing is the Marvel equivalent of oh, swamp, swamp thing. Sort of. He's way he's way different. Other than he lives in a swamp, and man thing is I don't even think made out of plant material. Well, like, drastically different. Um, <laughs> so, and his powers are completely different because man thing. Uh, if if you see Man Thing and you're afraid of him, you burst into flames. 
Tight. Um, That's so awesome. He doesn't have powers per se. He just uh, the he just God. makes people catch on fire. Literally spontaneous combust if they're afraid of him. So um, is it any time they're afraid of him? Yes. That's awesome. If, if they see him and they're scared, they catch on fire. That's um, awesome. And then he is placed by the cosmos as the guardian of something in the Marvel Universe is called the Nexus of Realities, which oh. is basically this place, this one place on the Earth is located in a swamp where you can access like all these multiverses, and it exists there in the swamp, and Man-Thing hangs out by that. He's the guardian of the Nexus of Realities. So he's very different from Swamp Thing. Welcome to, <laughs> welcome to the, most, the most nerdy episode of Shame Watch ever. Yeah. This is what yeah. it's about. It's a love. Also, I want to see that MCU movie now. Yeah, there is one. What? Uh, Brett Leonard, I think, who did Johnny Mnemonic, that's not an MCU. Directed a a Man Thing movie. It's not an MCU. Okay. He's right. It's not an MCU movie, but there is a, a Man Thing mm-hmm. feature film. It's it's very bad. <laughs> that's fair. I do not recommend it. But I want to see like current Man Thing. Yes. Like, I, you know what? I'm gonna put this out there now. Man Thing is gonna be in uh, uh, Doctor Strange too. He might be Multi- the multiverse. Yeah. He might. He might actually be. Yeah, and it may. It may be one of those things where they don't even explain him or say who he is. It may right. just be a case of, oh, we've got to go to the swamp and they travel on a boat to where mm-hmm. the portal is, and he's yeah. like standing there. It may be something as simple as that. But I, it would not surprise me to see him in that. So that's my yeah. money back. But that's not who Swamp Thing is. No, right. He's not Swamp Thing is DC, and he's made out of plant material. Yes. And from what I gather. From watching this movie, had you seen Swamp Thing? No. Now this is a sequel. Yeah. Correct. Okay. I just went to the sequel. Okay. That's the sequel only nine years later, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just so making he, sure he can turn himself into water and go through pipes and then go into the bad guy's home. Yeah. What is what is the history of Swamp Thing? Because like my other co-hosts here, I have the faintest of knowledge of what Swamp Thing is. I know. Here's what I know. He's a thing. Yep. <clears throat> mm-hmm. He is from the swamp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ergo. I regularly get him confused with the creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, sure. my girlfriend yeah. does too. Really? Uh, yeah. And it's and well, the Small problem world. the problem <laughs> the problem in my house is my house I have a my house is like basically fifty percent creature from the Black Lagoon and fifty percent swamp thing stuff. So to me, it's very like hey, house <laughs> divided. Yes. So to me, it all looks like uh, you know it's very distinct, but to her, it's just this like oh, yeah, this yeah, like yeah, yeah. oh, there's so much stuff in my living room that's a green monster carrying a girl out of the water. So, right. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. I, I really got into Swamp Thing during the New Fifty Twos. Yeah, oh. yeah. That, that's when I had a resurgence of him. I still have my number one, uh, New 52. Um, and then that's where I kind of got into seeing Swamp Thing, then Return of Swamp Thing. Um, Warrior King Swamp Thing has always been the one thing I've wanted at cosplay, where he's got the big old wings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what? one thing. Yeah. Yeah, it looks really cool. The new Swamp Thing looks really, really dope. Um, and it's that's got, like th- antlers made of branches and wings oh. made out of like leaves. Yeah, it looks really cool. And it, uh, in fact, when I graduated, uh, I was part of a, a theater honor fraternity, and they gave me a Swamp Thing uh, letter thing. Oh, that was nice. Oh shoot! Yeah. What, what so, is the, I don't what do you, what if is y'all swamp, banter, What's a Swamp Thing letter thing? If y'all give he me lettered in Swamp Thing. If you give me two minutes and y'all banter, I can go get it real quick. Oh, I've got the perfect thing to banter about. Okay, cool. Uh, this deals on the topic of Swamp Thing, but also 
the DCU. The major themes of this yeah, film yeah. include swamp things. And other things in a swamp. Uh, but Mar- no. Marsh objects. Also bog Water. stuff. I mean, this is Those a thematically boats. dense film. There's a lot there. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to tangent off from the film into mm-hmm. the DC serve streaming service yes and i have a specific story oh, because that's right there's a, uh, there is yes. a swamp thing swamp and show. john i'm sorry yes Just preface this i'm sorry oh, because right. i know your feelings on this okay because they got canceled within like the first episode right yeah it, i believe the first episode hadn't aired the show was cut short from 13 episodes to 10 and then yeah. right before the first episode aired uh they, they said they were done yeah, um, which and, makes no sense. Yeah. And I know you posted a Facebook status saying yeah. how sad you were. Yeah, you accidentally so, went viral. Yeah, I did. So Wait, that, you I, went viral I shut down. That? I shut down my Twitter. It was it was a nightmare. It was an absolute oh. nightmare. Um, so sorry. what happened was my here's my personal Swamp Thing story. I'm a huge Swamp Thing fan, mm-hmm. like a big giant Swamp Thing nerd. Yeah. Okay. And so I have my Google alert set for Swamp Thing. Yeah. So just so that I could, you know, if new public publications came out or news mm-hmm. about the show or whatever, like I could stay on top of Swamp Thing news. Yeah. One of the things that had showed up in my in my Swamp Thing Google feed was a story about North Carolina uh, making a mistake on uh, on surplus film budgets uh, because they states can refund money to filmmakers like mm-hmm. to, as an incentive, like come make a movie here and okay, we'll yeah. give you X amount tax back. Right. Uh, and so it, it's supposed to make it, – it's what causes people to shoot in Georgia versus shooting in Texas or shooting right. in Shreveport versus shooting in Texas because mm-hmm. Texas has notoriously, like when that stuff has come up for vote, we've shot it down, which yeah. is why people yeah. shoot elsewhere. Yeah. Um, anyways, point is I read about that. There was another story about Swamp Thing's um, – pilot and the cost of the pilot versus the cost of the rest of the episodes mm-hmm. um on twitter uh when the show was canceled people were posting their own it was fake news day because it was one of those blog things where we don't know the reason why so we'll just say maybe it was trouble on the set that caused production oh, yeah, to shut yeah, down yeah, and yeah, i was yeah. like no it wasn't trouble on the set it was related to this north carolina error mm-hmm. uh this bookkeeping error involving film surpluses um I ended up doing like journalism on the spot because that started to take off and oh. everybody was like, Oh, here's the real reason Swamp Thing was canceled. Oh shit. And I'm talking like into the thousands. Yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. it was snowballing. Yeah. yeah it was snowballing. I, I saw your name starting to pop up across all the internet. Movie and then it was websites. like, yeah, then I was showing up on all the other places. Yeah, yeah exactly. Wow. So, um, so everybody was running with my tweets as if they were news, but, right. but in the meantime on Twitter, I'm literally trying to piece this stuff together because right. once I opened the floodgates, I had other people going, no, that's not the case. Mm-hmm, or other people mm-hmm. going, the original reporter of the story about the surplus coming to me and being like this, they're actually completely unrelated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was trying to correct myself as it was happening. The day yeah. that it was happening, I was just sort of like linking tweets and going like, because People kept coming to me and going, hey, your numbers don't add up. And my numbers added up if you believed something to be true, but that wasn't true. So no, my numbers didn't add up. And I said so on Twitter. I'm like, you're right. These numbers don't add up. Let me look at it. Let me ask this person. Let me put this together. Mm -hmm. So it was live journalism taking place on Twitter. Wow. But everybody ran with the first two tweets. Yeah. And so even though I was solving and correcting and trying to make things right, everybody ran with the first two, which was not correct information. Mm Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I think what ended up happening with that show was they they got a certain amount for the pilot mm-hmm. um, based on 
the fact that they actually su- submitted two grants. They didn't submit one grant. The producer oh, submitted two. Okay. They submitted a pr- grant for the pilot and a grant for the series. Okay. The grant for the pilot was approved, mm-hmm. and I think they thought they would get that amount for the every episode in the series, oh. and they didn't get that amount for oh, every episode no. in the series. Shit. And so, and the pilot was the most expensive of all because they had to build the swamp. Mm-hmm. The swamp on the Swamp Thing show on DC streaming is a, it's a set. It's a huge tank, like nice. tens of thousands of dollars, which is another reason why a lot of people were like, oh, well, they can just move it or they can shoot elsewhere. Or they can do this. And I'm like, no, because when they took the sets down, mm-hmm. those sets are down and nobody's yeah. putting that money back up. Like right. nobody's spending that on like, okay, let's rebuild the tank again. Right. So, um, but yeah, that's what it seems to be. When all kind of shook out at the end of the day, it seems to be, from my understanding, that it was a, an expected amount of money coming from from that Oh, we got we got ten million back from the pilot. Well, we yeah. get ten million back per episode, and right. they were like, "No, you're not, you're not." So, um, or it may not be ten million. I don't want to say the numbers wrong again. Mm-hmm. But what I discovered was, hey, when this happens on the internet, um, you can't do anything about it if you're correcting yourself because yep. nobody's coming back and deleting your tweets. Like mm-hmm. nobody, mm-hmm. none of the sites that ran my tweet as news were going back and being like, "Oh, he updated," yeah. or "Oh, let's erase, right. let's get rid yeah. of this post and then post the correct information." It just lives as a post, and everybody moves on. Yep. And um, it was all well and good until people started messaging me on other platforms, telling me um, that I had uh, ruined the North Carolina film industry. That it was Whoa. people like me who were I was I was causing people to lose their jobs. Oh my some gosh. some people people were conflating somehow my power and ability over the show uh, almost like I had canceled it or that I had prevented it from being like renewed, what? which is beyond my realm. But when people yeah. start messaging you on Instagram yeah. because they want to get to you, yeah. it's sort of like, it, it was creepy. It was weird. Yeah. I had an anxiety-ridden weekend. Yeah. It was also weird because the sites were running me yeah. that everybody was feeding me back the links mm-hmm. and going, look, you're on slash film. You look, you're here. Look, you're on this site. And I was like, yes. And it's wrong. And it's making me go nuts that right. you're sending me these links to this stuff that I said that wasn't correct. Because just, it and just, it's like, I'm honest. I'm an honest person yeah, and I don't yeah. want to be seen as a liar. Yeah. And here I have this quote unquote lie. Yeah. It was, it was just, it was ignorance. It wasn't necessarily a lie, mm-hmm. but here I have this ignorant tweet that's now being served back to me because I'm a swamp thing fan. And my right. swamp thing alerts at that point were, like screwed yeah. because yeah. all my alerts coming back to me were me. Yeah. So now wow. I'm seeing all my Google alerts and they're all just about me. And I'm like, this is the worst time to be a Swamp Thing fan. Yeah. And that's the other thing too, is it all comes from like, the only reason this even happened is because I love Swamp Thing. Right. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, yeah. this is literally tainting something that, that I love. Um, the only, so I mean, at, at the last thing that happened, the last straw was a former outlet that I worked for, for eight years said, hey, take us off your byline. And I went, Whoa. I went, wow. Okay. So I took, I, I did them one better and I just removed my Twitter altogether. I oh shut down my, my Twitter. Oh, man. So that's my personal Swamp Thing story that took place earlier this summer. I'm um, really sorry, John. I yeah. did not know the depth of, like, level of attack that happened to you. Like, that's I mean, fucked up. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a victim of anything. It's just, it's, it's just... It was more about seeing how the news cycle works because I had friends tell me too, and I have a I had an understanding of this that in a week nobody would care, right? And that yeah. and that's true. Yeah. But at the moment, again, you have people so mad that they're trying to reach you in other channels. That's yeah. insanity. And well, that's just that. See, that's the level of attack. I mean, like, yeah, they're going out of their yeah. way to 
go through so many layers just to get to you. And that to me is very unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. So f- yeah, for my own peace of mind, I shut down my Twitter and I haven't been back and that's, that's been it. And I, and I watched the show and I, I, there was like that week, anything swamp thing was like, I could feel my heart rate like spike. Mm. Um, but I watched the show. The show was so, so it starts really strong and then <laughs> it, it peters out because of budget. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, and writing, it's 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 a weird show. Okay, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a, a horror tinged like Dallas hmm. about like Southern hmm. families like fighting with each other that also kind of has Swamp Thing in it. It's a very odd show. So I should is it still being it. streamed? I think the pilot's terrific. I think the okay. pilot's like awesome. And if you like body horror, like the pilot is great. I okay. think I think cool. every episode after, I think the show kind of it's just a decline from there. Okay. But I think but I think the pilot promises a show that's really really cool. But that. I think the show's so-so. Right. Okay. So I couldn't find... <laughs> I couldn't find my decoration. We but bantered. You, we, was, we bantered. Uh, it was on oh, Instagram. that's badass. Yeah, and she drew it out. Uh, I think it's in a box somewhere from the move. James. But yeah, Unprofessional. Oh, that James. looks great. Yeah, so she drew that. But yeah, I've always been a Swamp Thing guy, at least since 2011. <clears throat> but that's just how I learned about it. I wasn't too in-depth. I was more of a... I think I loved Batman, but I'm more of a dark horse guy. I like Hellboy is where mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's where I'm kind of sitting with that. But see, I was so ignorant to Swamp Thing that one. I thought he was a Batman's villain, and I could at see that. that. It's, it's like it's I very, thought he was a villain, not a hero. <laughs> it does so seem like, like a oh. Batman thing, though. So so why Swamp Thing of all things? Yeah, because Swamp Thing was Swamp Thing historically from my own past. Is the first the original Wes Craven Swamp Thing from eighty mm-hmm. two? Which I just found out today that Wes Craven was the director of the original Swamp Thing. Yeah, which is yeah. that blows my mind. Yeah, that actually. So the uh, the aside to that is that he thought it was going to be a hit for him, mm. and it wasn't, and that spawned Hills Have Eyes two. Mm. That's why between Swamp Thing and Nightmare on Elm Street, there's like Hills Have Eyes two, but Hills Have Eyes two came out after Nightmare on Elm Street, and you're like, why would why would he have had like the big hit Nightmare on Elm Street and then like a crappy Hills Have Eyes 2? Right. And it's because he didn't know what to do after it bombed, and his producer friends went, let's just make another Hills Have Eyes, and they started it, ran out of money. He started doing Nightmare, Nightmare hit, and then those producers went, let's finish this Hills Have Eyes thing that we have. Wow. Um, but anyways, Swamp Thing was the first horror movie to not scare me as mm. a kid. And mm. the the first comic book to scare me as an adult. Whoa! <laughs> so cool. so it hit two very specific like kind of. It's a cool Venn diagram. Yeah, yeah. kind of like yeah, yeah. it hit two two specific sort of uh, yeah like that sweet spot on a Venn diagram for me personally. Mm. And and I've been a huge Swamp Thing fan ever since. What is it's the awesome. original Swamp Thing film compared to this one? I oh, imagine that it's, it's not taken- a comedy. Sure. <laughs> Oh geez, yeah. Well, it, I I can imagine such whiplash. It's, it's relatively faithful to the comics at, at the time because this predates. So the the big turning point. God, this is such. I feel like I'm, I, I feel like I'm ruining the show by talking like in the weeds about what? like. No, stuff. that's oh, exactly yeah. what we right, want. Cool. <laughs> yeah, so, we're here for that. So, Cut that uh, Alan Moore, famous for Watchmen, V for Vendetta. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a, a, a lengthy run on Swamp Thing and really redefined who the character is and produced some of, to me, still some of the best comics ever made is Alan Moore's run of Swamp Thing. Yes. The the Wes Craven movie predates the Alan Moore run and it kind of the vibe of it fits the comics of the time, which mm-hmm. is sort of like it's a little action-y. It's got a little bit of creature feature stuff in it. 
Um, it's kind of, um, it kind of has like, I don't want to say Rambo vibes, not like first blood <laughs> vibes, but it has like commando dudes with machine guns hiding uh, in the yeah, swamp yeah, yeah. that he's like jumping out of the water and like punching them and stuff like that. Um, so, it, you know, it's probably more, I, horror movies like a strong word to describe the first swamp thing. It's probably more of an, an action movie with like monsters in it or a monster movie. Mm -hmm. I'd say like a monster movie. Um, it still has some stuff in it that I find kind of like freaky and creepy um, in the first swamp thing. And it's, but it's pretty faithful. It's a, it's a, it's a faithful retelling of his origin. Ray Wise uh, plays Alec Holland and he's a botanist and they're working on this uh, super serum to like uh, create giant vegetables that'll grow in places where vegetables can't grow. No. And these people like want to take the formula away and they wreck the lab and he catches on fire and he jumps in the swamp and he comes out and he's reborn as this swamp monster. Alan oh. Moore's reinvention of the character later was that he did not transform into a swamp monster, but that the swamp itself took the humanity and created an, a, a physical <laughs> representation of the earth to live on earth. That's cool. Um, and that's, that was sort of like the, the Alan Moore twist. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, that's cool. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's my story of the swamp thing. <laughs> you were so cute. <laughs> uh, James Alan Moore wrote your favorite comic. Batman the Killing Joke. Oh yeah, that's a good one. So twisted, so twisted. I still read it. Put a Mark Hamill's Joker laugh. Right yeah, there. put it right. It'll there. be good. James be loves the Killing Joke. I mean, I like the concept. Loves the joke. Well, you well, you haven't read the Killing Joke. Not yet. I'll get there. James loves it. I have the DC uh, app. Yeah, I can read it. Read this. Read some Swamp Thing. Yeah. Okay. Start with Alan Moore. Start with the anatomy lesson. And Hush, uh, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, songs. Hush, by the way. Shh. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. If you wouldn't sorry. mind. I'm sorry, 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 sorry. We're trying to do a podcast, James. Yeah, you're right. Um, but Doom Patrol is really good. Doom Patrol, is, was a, Doom Patrol so far has been my favorite of the TV shows on Absolutely. DC streaming. Yeah. It's, I still haven't gotten to Titans yet. Or, uh, yes, Titans. Right? Titans is weird. It feels like the world feels empty. Like, mm. it feels like it only ever has the actors who are in the show. So, like... Like okay, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. weird. It has a weird empty feeling. So like city streets and stuff feel like they only have like the two people that are in the scene. Right. It oh, also oh, has like a wild. weird that like Eastern European tax break action movie kind of vibe to it. And I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know what that's about, but. But Doom Patrol, highly recommend it. It's so great. I hope they get a season two. Is it better than the return of Swamp Thing? Yes. Oh, <laughs> sorry, John. I mean, what? I know I this will be Rules. I love this movie. I, 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 although I think it does approach our rarely invoked rule number two, which might be ironic liking. It definitely mm. touches on that. I uh, my favorite part was, of course, Swamp Thing. <laughs> he looks cool. He looks genuinely cool. <laughs> I mean, he does look cool, but also his one-liners are on point. And I love it. Like the one where, like, um, the you know the guy that. Yeah, like, the swamp thing. Not him. <laughs> the the bodyguard guy. Right, Mr. Swamp Gun. Thing. Mr. Gun. <laughs> he's like, does anyone knock around here? And then the very next cut, Swamp Thing is like, bashes those two guys together and like, knock, knock. And he goes to the game. It's like, that's perfect. <laughs> I, I, what I liked about, I know we're jumping to that part well into the movie. That's third act. But, but I like whenever he's like, does anyone knock? And you're like, you're in an open room in a yeah. pretty large room. Where are they supposed to knock? But okay, sure. just do the improv knock. Yeah, <laughs> just stomp on the ground yeah. real quick. 
Uh, but yeah, Swamp Thing looks cool. I liked that he couldn't move his neck. I'm a big fan of superhero costumes limiting neck movement because then they got to do the whole shoulder swing. That was really bad for podcasting. Yeah, I was, no, that was great. I mean, it was perfect. <laughs> I was wondering if their rare use of Swamp Thing, because he is not the main character in no, this movie, no. by any stretch of the imagination. And I'm wondering if that is because the costume was probably 100 pounds and the actor could only be in it for 15 minutes at a time before yeah. probably sweating and possibly passing out due to heat exhaustion. I think it's crazy that in all this live-action Swamp Thing, it was the same guy. It was the same guy in the Wes Craven one. It's Dick oh. Durock. Yeah, uh, it yeah, was yeah, a former yeah. stuntman. And he's the same one in the Wes Craven one. He's the same one here years later in, in the Return of Swamp Thing. And he did all three seasons of the USA uh, TV series. There was. There's an actual Wait, television series. That's what. Yeah. There's I, three seasons. Three seasons. There's three seasons of a live action Swamp Thing, <laughs> that is, for this show, the problem is it has to be slammed. Like you mm. can't talk about this without. It is all ironic love, and it is all like it is. Tr- it's trash. Sure. And it breaks conventional rules of storytelling. Like stories have no rhyme or reason or beginning, middle or end. (laughs) Things just randomly happen. It's utter nonsense. I have no idea what scripts look like for this because it's most of the show is Swamp Thing hides behind a tree (laughs) and watches uh, events happen to these people that live in this town where Arcane uh, is doing his like experiments that somehow um, touch on someone in some way. Sure. If you want to watch one episode of the Swamp Thing show, no. I think yeah. I think there's an episode on YouTube uh, called Falco. Um, I think it's I think the name of the show I think it's Falco, um, but it's about a guy that Arcane was in the process of. Uh, you find out in a twist. It's not a man being turned into a bird, but a bird being turned into a man. And it's <laughs> I love that. It's this, I love that. It's a guy with a wing. He has his, his left arm is a wing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and they help him. They help him. Uh, he wants revenge. He wants to shoot uh, Arcane because Arcane did this to him, and now he can't fly. And, and be a bird. Swamp Thing teaches him like, "Hey, you're a human, but guess what? You can still fly. You can soar on the wings of the human spirit." Boom. And that's literally oh. how the episode ends. Um, oh. Was this in between Swamp Thing and Return of Swamp Thing? No, this is after Return of Swamp Thing, oh, and, wow. and is honestly like an attempt to return to the roots of. Is it, did you find it? Yeah, Swamp <laughs> Thing episode eleven, season one, Falco. Yes, <laughs> it opens on a uh, funeral. It looks like. Uh, you it's, guys keep, it's for keep talking. <laughs> um, it's it's James, excellent. are you going to watch the episode? Just just keep going. What? Oh, I think that Swamp Thing behind some trees. Unreal. James is super unprofessional. <laughs> they, that was funny. They write the little the little boy character who's in like the early season season and a half. They write him out by having him be kidnapped by like white slave traders. What? And what? You assume that, and I think that's where season one ends. So you assume season two is going to pick up with like, oh, he's going to go rescue Billy. That's the character's never, <laughs> never seen or talked about again. What? We just, we just so accept. And like the final shot of that episode is him in the back of a truck, like holding the bars as it like. Oh my god! You know, like rolls down the road and drives away. Oh my god! Uh, it's such good. It's such a good, terrible, terrible, terrible show. Uh, this came after, 
and was a throwback to so what Ransom. the comics were trying to do. And it was also at the time a big um, attraction at Universal Studios Orlando. It was when they launched Universal Studios Orlando, they were like, hey, we make stuff here. We're just like the one in California. We make shows here. Here are our shows. Thunder in Paradise yeah. and, and Swamp Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Thunder in Paradise. Oh, so it ran, has a transforming boat in that, right? What? Yeah, I think so. It rammed in, ran into like 93, 94 then? Uh, yeah, I think it's like 90 to 93, yeah. Oh, wow. That's, Something like that. Well, it cool. sounds like you feel about the Swamp Thing TV show the way that Rob Gonzalez kind of feels about Return of Swamp Thing. Uh, one of the things that we like to do is add a little bit of context of why someone might feel shame about this movie. And I think we've already done that. But I like to pull from, not that you're not a professional and you haven't been I understand. a professional. No, I understand. I shut my Twitter down. Yes. <laughs> in a review from efilmcritic.com, in a review titled Return of Swamp Thing, Big Dick Duroc reprises his role as Swamp Thing. And Louis Jordan, looking disgusted, comes back as the evil Arcane. The plot has Swamp Thing falling in love with Arcane's stepdaughter, Abby, Heather Locklear, Aaron. While Arcane once again plots to capture Swamp Thing so he can develop a restorative formula. While he, I did quote fingers right there. Why he wants to do this is unclear since he turned into a lion monster and died the last time he did it. A really bad subplot involves two cloddish little boys who want to take a picture of Swamp Thing and sell it to the papers for $10,000. Oh, man. That was Fans rough. of the comic book could justify enjoying Wes Craven's original back in the early 80s. You could enjoy it as a fun monster movie bash that had the comic book spirit, if not the spirit of the Len Wein, Bernie Wrightson comic. But the sequel, coming as it did after Alan Moore's critically acclaimed award-winning run on the comic, looked really sad. It has a great credit sequence, panels from the comic, with Creedence Clearwater revivals Born on the Bayou <laughs> rocking out over them. But after that, it's the sort of turkey that makes you glad no one ever tried to make a film out of Marvel's similar man-thing. Oh wait, they did, and it was even worse. Sorry, must have repressed the memory. Despite its direct video fate, the movie was followed by two TV series, one live action, the other an environmentally correct cartoon. Oh, and I'd really like to know whose bright idea it was to cast the no-talent Heather Locklear as Abby so I can fart on his dinner. Wow. Wow. But what about the babes? <laughs> oh, man. He was the best! Uh, I'm... <laughs> the the joke uh, that I wanted to make is that I'm really glad that Paul Walter Hauser grew to be a respected actor and you can find him in the Richard Jewell movie. What? Sure, so this is a long it's a long joke because I well, like start to, start I, at the beginning. Uh, sure. I like Paul Walter Hauser, who mm-hmm. you might be familiar with from I Tanya mm. and Black Klansman. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, he's I haven't seen that one. the fat one with the mustache, and I believe both of those movies. He's also going to be playing the title role in the new Clint Eastwood movie, Richard Joel. This is a good joke, I guarantee it. <laughs> and I like to posit a world that this adult actor that is about to probably get major accolades for his performance in Richard Joel. James, he's quite good. This one. Yeah, yeah, he's super good. Uh, but he was this kid in Return of Swamp Thing. And I like to imagine that this kid from Return of Swamp Thing. The black Thing, one. No, not the. <laughs> you know what? I'm good. I'm fine. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yes, he played. He was the boy, but um, it was uh, I. Okay, Heather. What does camera? <laughs> she she did get a, a Razzie for this. Yeah, she uh, deserved. 
Um, it was not good acting. But the intro was so good with Born on the Bayou. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it has a great opening credit sequence. And uh, and I think that's, in a way, I think that's part of why I like it. Sure. I know it's weird to like a movie just because of a credit sequence, but oh, it's no. people, so good. People like, people like stuff for the action. Like, oh, I really like that shootout, so I love the whole movie because of yeah. that shootout. Yeah. I kind of really dig, and, and no other comic book movie has, has really been mm-hmm. like, hey, here's a huge... We're going to open this with a gigantic celebration of the art and the, and the yeah. vibe of the comic. Ta-da! Mm-hmm. And now the movie starts, and it shits all over that. But... But that upfront greeting of like, hey, you're about to watch a comic book movie. Yeah. I, I really, really yeah. like that. Yeah. I saw this uh, twice in first run theatrical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it did not. I remember, I remember I hadn't heard anything about this movie at all. And Swamp Thing, the Wes Craven Swamp Thing was a cable mainstay like back in the day. It played HBO like all the time. Wow. It was constantly on TV. Um, so it was, it was unavoidable for like a good chunk of the 80s. Right. And it actually kind of has a similar path uh, to success that First Blood had, which is it was so popular on cable and home video that it spawned a sequel. Oh, I have no um, idea. That's what happened with Rambo. Yeah, yeah. First Blood yeah. was First Blood was not a massive hit, but First Blood built a huge audience from cable and home video, and they went, "Hey, there's an audience for this here because the home video numbers are insane." Mm-hmm. So now we're going to make First Blood Part Two. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, so I remember, I remember I was sitting at my dad's and I was going through the Houston Chronicle and there was an ad for return of swamp thing. And I was just like, my mind was blown. I had not, it it just appeared out of nowhere. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't, there wasn't nothing. And it's not like, I mean, I was like the kid who would flip through comic scene or, or, uh, uh, star, uh, Starlog at, at B Dalton, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's how I get my movie news. But I had this wasn't on my radar at all. Saw the newspaper ad. I was like, "That's crazy! I can't believe there's a new Swamp Thing movie." Um, in Alvin, Texas, there was a uh, like a second run theater that like a dollar theater that would occasionally get stuff that would um, that other theaters wouldn't want. <laughs> uh, so it would be first run, but it would be first run junk. Um, I always. Like the first movie I ever walked out of was one of those. It was a movie called A Man Called Sarge, which is sort of a sub like airplane parody. Uh, it's a parody of like World War II movies. It was made in the late eighties. Wow. With okay. uh, I think the guy's name is like Barry Kroger. He's like an SNL alum <laughs> that stars in this movie called A Man Called Sarge. First movie I ever walked out of. So this this theater would get movies like this on occasion where it would be like, oh, Embassy releasing presents, and they would play it opening week. So. Yeah, so I saw Swamp Thing, Return of Swamp Thing, two times uh, nice. while it played there at the theater, and I, this movie's corny, like yeah. it's super yeah. duper oh, corny. Is it? It's <laughs> corny, and and I and I brought it to the show specifically because I really do have a genuine, unironic affection for it, which is it, in a way it, it kind of baffles me because I do really love the comics, and this is such a, this is such a, like. It, it this treats the comics like toilet paper. Like yeah. the yeah. the psyched, the scene where where he feeds her a piece of his body yeah. and they have like share that making love moment. Yeah. In the Alan Moore book, that's that's a that's a scene directly from the Alan Moore comics. Oh really? that, that is stripped to its bare minimum of like 
nuance. Like sure. in the Alan Moore one, she takes it and eats it, and there's like this whole issue that's devoted to this psychedelic drug trip from eating this sweet potato produced by oh, that her love interest. Sex scene, which yeah. was just what weird, perfect. Uh, I, my my note here is Aaron, you've had sex before. Did the Swamp Thing sex scene accurately portray sex making? One hundred percent. Cool, great. So that's established. All of that is from the Alan Moore comic, but you know, probably good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, and that. So I should. I feel like there's a part of me that should hate this. Like I should be like, I can't believe they shit all over the comics like this. For but, someone that might be listening to this episode without context of what the sex scene is you're talking about, can you describe? <laughs> Because I've never seen something that is just so bereft of what humans actually do. <laughs> so, so in both the film and the comic, um, although the comic is a culmination of a longer relationship, and it's like we need, we want to consummate. How can we consummate? Mm-hmm. And in the comic, Swamp Thing's like, well, let me think about it. And then he's like, all right, I've got an idea. And he produces these this cluster of what looks like sweet potatoes from his body. <laughs> uh, then she partakes of one, and she has a shared consciousness, like psychedelic trip out with him, huh. um, where she 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 can see as a plant. And the comic is freaking amazing. In the movie, <laughs> um, you get kind of the, they haven't known each other very long so it's sort of just like you're a sexy plant man like that's sort of like the way she's sort yeah, of just like yeah. hey big old plant why don't you come over here to mama like I mean you're yeah. you're not you're, wrong you're yeah, doing no, the exact yeah. Heather Locklear yeah. delivery she does for this whole movie yeah so they kind of there's like that is sort of the extent of like their deep personal relationship and then um, does she does he break it off and give it to her does she take it I think he breaks it off he breaks it off and gives it to her I believe yeah. so uh, he, so he does grow a piece, but I don't even think they have a conversation so much about love making. No, right? It's just sort of like here, have some of have some, yeah, of, I have some of me, and yes. then we'll fuck. And then and then you get the love thing to Swamp Thing Returns, which is yeah. kind of this like saxophony sort of thing. And then it's super duper soft focus, and um, someone who's not Dick Durock and Heather Locklear make love on a flower bed. Basically, right? Not, not even. Uh, they kiss each other's shoulders ravenously, yeah. is what I remember. Yeah. yeah. They never touch lips. They just eat each other's shoulders. That's what it yeah. looks well, like. Like the, the room sex scene was a little more realistic than this one, I would the, say. Yeah. They're, the room, they're horizontal. Yeah. In this and one, she, he's, they're, they're quite vertical. They might go down on a flower bed, but most of it. The stuff that stands out in my mind, and I took detailed notes. It's it's quite vertical. I did too. One of my favorite notes that I took. Um, my God, she's a Scorpio, which was delivered whenever uh, they were trying to find. They were going through those nudie magazines. Oh, you yeah. almost said it just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my God, she's, she's a, a Scorpio. Scorpio. Those, those two kid actors, specifically the the, the the short fat one. That's the only way that you can describe him because yeah. his characteristic is. <laughs> He has a shirt that says, what is it? Uh, 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 life's, it's like life short, eat dessert first. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's a, oh, man. I loved I uh, My first note was, this kid is my favorite, um, but the VO work was bad on him. But uh, I, I don't what? know. What are you the talking VO about? Work. The VO work was really bad because like, he'd be running. He's great. And I'm just saying, no, I, okay, as a sturdy young fellow, yep. nobody sounds that crisp and clean when you're running with that much weight. That's all I'm going to say. Because <laughs> he was running and like you could tell, he, you could hear the huffing and puffing, but the VO was crisp and clear and that's not how it sounds. 
I'm tired. <laughs> Just five, five minutes. minutes. <laughs> There's also a series of ecological PSAs done by the boys and Dick Duroc as Swamp Thing really? for, for some national society of something or other that you can find. There's these what? like... Yeah, these PSAs of like, hey kids, don't don't throw that in the swamp. You need to keep it clean. Thank swamp thing. Like that's what? Did he have a merchandise appeal to kids? They tried to turn him into like an ecological superhero. So like a um, cool Captain Planet. So they released a line of action figures that was supposed to be supported by an animated <clears throat> series. Only one episode of the animated series was released. Um, they decided they ended up packaging the that episode as a VHS with the purchase of uh, the toys, and then that was it. Oh wow. man! So because like I was just trying to think like Swamp Thingos cereal in the morning would have been kind of cool. Yeah, and it turns the milk green. Yeah, turn the milk green. That's everything kids cool. would have liked. But yeah. well, an interesting thing that my nerdy brain saw is the producer Michael Uslan. I think mm-hmm. that's how you say his name. Yeah. Uh, this movie came out. In May 1989, and his much more famous film, Batman, came out <laughs> oh. in June of 89. His name's on the Joker, too. He's an interesting oh, guy. He's, he's, got, he's, he's got the best deal in yeah, Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, you please. You yeah, he was a he was a guy that basically went like, oh, I can buy I can buy film rights to these DC characters for like pennies on the dollar, like back in the seventies or something. Yeah. Oh, and wow. so now you see his name like on a almost every DC. Uh, live action project you'll see him listed as a producer because wow. of that deal that he made so any property that a Batman character is in his name is listed as an executive producer back in the 70s he was the first one to go uh, there's something to comic books that could be translated into other mediums taught a college course in comic books uh, got some national attention based off of that and then just like Golson said bought all the things and shopped it around and so no even video games it. and I think just live action film. Live action film. Yeah, I think just live action film. Like Olsen said, his name is on the Joker movie, and I'm sure that he had absolutely nothing to do with it. But that's just how good his deal was whenever he was able to sell the rights to Batman. Has everyone seen Joker? I have. I have. I have not. I haven't either. It's twisted. Is 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 it worth a watch? It would have been better if it had two hillbilly kids looking at porno magazines that they could, that they could occasionally cut away to in like a swamp shack. Like, yeah. my parents hide them under here, lifting up the rug. Oh, boy, Miss August. And all that. Yeah, that would have been. I'm an Aries. <laughs> We're uh, a perfect match. Whenever I walked out of the movie, I went, this is fine. Uh, and the, Joker. Yeah, Joker. And then thinking about it, because there's one scene that is so reprehensible it made my skin crawl and it uh spoiler alerts for joker there there's a short person that's cast in the movie specifically to just be a short person Ugh. Like, you know that that's why todd phillips put this kid it's not to just fuck you todd phillips yeah and then there's a point where a spoiler alert joker kills a guy what what i know it's pretty twisted killing joke yeah your favorite comment <laughs> uh it's crazy because clowns are supposed to make people laugh. That's what I said. It's, it's weird. This this Joker sounds a lot like the clown from Uncle Buck. Not doing his job. <laughs> it's a deep call. So deep anyway, call. So anyway, Joker kills a guy, and the short person is also in there. And uh, Joker goes, uh, short person, you're fine. You can leave. <laughs> You've always been nice to me. Did he really say short person? Oh. No, but I, I can't think of his, his name. I don't think I say his name. Uh, <laughs> That's fine. Uh, and then, oh gosh, this makes my skin crawl. Uh, 
Uh, he goes to leave the room, and Joker has locked the door, and the lock is out of its reach. Ugh. And it's the only time that the movie tells a joke, just properly tells something that is meant to be construed as a joke, and the audience just lost it. They loved it. And I, I, was, I was horrified. Uh, because There's one reason that that exists, and it, it makes me insane. It makes me insane. And just thinking about that later, uh, earlier today, just went, oh, yeah, no, this movie should definitely go down in my book as being less than fine because anything that could be construed as art is now through the lens of this filmmaker that wants to clearly just, I don't know, provoke without thought of why he wants to provoke. It's just trying to elicit a reaction, which I guess that that can be fine, but no. this film is going, uh, this film is trying to market itself more as something that is a deep, thoughtful, uh, I don't know, analysis as to what the heck is going on. And, and I, I, I just don't think that is necessarily doing that it's fine to have art that is just meant to be stimulating but this is trying to have its cake and eat it too yeah i think yeah in all honesty just the release made me uncomfortable yeah. uh i i, I kind of either want to watch this at a matinee in a small town or oh he says specifically i mean again spoiler at the end of the movie he says specifically this is what happens when you ignore uh, people who struggle with mental illness, like as he's like killing people, he's like what? says that explicitly. Oh yeah, doesn't he make a comment um, about oh I'm off my meds or something? Uh, like that? Not in that scene, uh -huh. no. But he has like he has a line that's like here is my thesis, bleh, and says it, yeah. and then like that's supposed to be like the big ta-da moment. <sighs> I'm not and, one to knock a movie necessarily for, for being unsettled because not everything needs it, but. Just a gross movie. Unlike Return of Swamp Thing, which it's uh, is it's colorful and bright and uh, wonderful and playful. So, and my note here is that Swamp Thing sounds like Michael Douglas. I love the voice of Swamp Thing. He sounds like Michael Douglas. They, they screw with his voice over the course of these movies. If I'm not mistaken, he was VO'd, and Durak and uh, the director had no idea until premiere. That wouldn't surprise me because he doesn't sound like that in the Craven movie, and he doesn't sound like that on the USA show. Oh. Uh, yeah, like they walked out and they were like, that wasn't me. Okay. But that was me. Yeah, like yeah. I read that in IMDb. Oh, I wasn't sure if you knew. How pissed would you be if that happened? Yeah, you? you got the paycheck. <laughs> I would be, what? I would be no, so I'd be fun. livid. I would be crying for days. So my deal with this is that I have, I, I, I brought it to Shame Watch because it is a movie that I have liked. Um, but when I've shown it to other people, they've been like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> like, <laughs> like. Why? Uh, because they act because according to them, it's unwatchably bad. Like no, unspe not. unspeakably Come on. unwatchably this bad. This isn't the living. And so link. and so specifically with this one. So before when I was on with Running Scared, it, it was because I feel dirty when I watch it, but I kind of like it. But it's super gross. Mm -hmm. This one is. I have a lot of affection for this, but when I'm like, hey, let's watch this movie. It's a little cheesy, but it's fun, and people are like. I can't believe we're watching this, this. movie is so watchable. This movie is so watchable. Uh, I, the one criticism that feels like it's atonal is Heather Locklear because yeah. she's playing it broad. She's mm. playing it like this is a comedy. And everyone else is totally dialed into yeah. just being genuine and earnest. And she, I, I think her just completely out of the movie portrayal in this movie works very much to its advantage because it's she's so out of this reality. 
Uh, there's the part where Gunn says, Enchante. Uh, and she says, what is the line? She says, on parole is more like it. Mm. Oh, snap. Aaron put some laughs in Because <laughs> he says, Enchante. James, listen to me. I'm listening. Listen to me. Uh-huh. Gunn says, Enchante. Yeah. And she says, on parole. Was it's anyone more- else turned on when like <laughs> no. they're showing each other their scars? Okay, so here's something. Here's something I find interesting about that scene. Yeah, is that to me, Kevin Smith is a DC fan, and he's mm-hmm. famous for being a DC fan. He's famous for making cheap movies and yeah. being a DC fan. Hold on a yeah. second. You're saying that Kevin Smith likes comic books? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? So he says that his scene in Chasing Amy is a is a Jaws homage where they're oh, comparing no. scars. Oh. And when I watch Chasing Amy, I'm like. That's the scene from Return of Swamp. Thing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you yeah, just yeah, don't yeah. want to admit it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what that yeah, was. Yeah. Um, I, I, I kind of like. Okay, so everybody was in the pocket. Like to me, Durock, he played superhero exceptionally. Well, if it's not his voice, then the the man not- in the Swamp Thing costume played it perfectly. <laughs> I loved like. Just how he moved, and he just had the whole aura about him. He's an inverted pyramid with legs. And I, yeah, he was real like prison swole. Um, but uh, and, and for a cheap movie, I do think it's a solid costume. It's a great. It, it costume. would be the exact same Swamp Thing costume in an expensive movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, all, yeah, yeah. all of the creature effects in this movie are so great. The special. I like the Elephant great. Man. Yeah, I like the guy with yeah, the elephant yeah, coming yeah. out of his face. Which for some reason his face is coming out of the side of the elephant. Which is I that's did, fine. It's fine. It was all kind of scary. Science is imperfect. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I'm sorry. Especially uh, 89 science. That was that was, that was hard. Some might right, call it weird science. Oh, <laughs> what? Another USA show. Uh, so my uh, my favorite line in the whole film was from Mr. Gunn when he says, "Turn him into Swampamole." <laughs> I genuinely uh, like I was kind of on the fence with Mr. Gunn. I was like, "Oh, this guy's kind of annoying." And then he said that I was like, "Oh, we got our home run, boys. We <laughs> we found my favorite character." And it it was that where I was like, "Okay, he's in the pocket." Of his character, of who he is, you know, Arcane 2, he's in the pocket of being creepy, weird, stepdad who owns a lab, I guess. He's in the pocket, but Locklear is the only person where I was like, I don't know if you're in the pocket. Do you want to be here? Kind of. I I, I had a very tough time with her. I mean, she's fun. She's fun and funny. There's meta jokes. You like meta jokes? She yeah. makes a she makes a TJ Hooker joke and uh, and Louis Jordan's parrot uh, says Gigi because he was in Gigi. So. <laughs> yeah, there was it was just I, I don't know, maybe just because I got a little bit irritated with her. But God, everything everybody else in the pocket, I loved this movie from the intro to Born on the Bite. Oh my god, so good. And then like you just go into turn him into Swamp Amole and he kinda like air humps the jeep for a little bit yeah like that was everybody was in the pocket for this movie yeah and that was the the hench the hench lady i forgot her name gabrielle uh she was a she was a uh henchman in superman right <sighs> oh you're she's, talking about that one the yeah. one yeah. that he was yeah. showing his scars to yeah the scar lady yeah. and she showed back okay the 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 one that is uh arcane's assistant she yeah. was in superman too and, oh. and Superman one, yeah, she's she's uh, Ursa, yeah, the woman Ursa. You're right, she's Ursa. Um, and, but the other one, uh, Gabrielle, oh God, I can't remember her last name. She was like a Playboy person and like a big deal at the time because sure. she was supposed to be the person who was like the next generation of Emmanuel uh, in oh. the Emmanuel films. 
Um, but I can't remember her name. But. I, I know in the scars, they dropped the Motley Crue thing because Heather Locklear was married to Tommy Lee at the time. So that was like an in, an in joke. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was kind of cool. They, oh, there's, there's lots of stuff in the Nothing beats Swamp Amole, uh, though. But everything else in here, top notch. I actually had forgotten, uh, even though I've seen this a, a handful of times, when I watched it this time, actually rewound the end because I thought I'd missed a final battle with Arcane. Um, the first Swamp thing, the Wes Craven one, has like a big final fight between Arcane transforms himself into this like weird cross between like a werewolf and an alligator and they have nice. like a big fight and he pulls like an ancient sword down from like a museum display thing and then they fight each other it's a badass That's awesome monster battle. sounds cool <laughs> um, i'm probably making it sound more badass than it is no, sure it sounds but awesome. i saw it when i was seven it will always be the badass <laughs> monster yeah, battle it's with the swords peak. And everything. that's where it's going um but i got to the end of this and i guess in my memory i thought that there was like a final fight with arcane and i watched the end of the movie and i went wait a minute where where's the fight with arcane and i rewound it and i was like Oh, there is no final battle yeah. with Arcane. Does he just get zapped in the he, he, thing? The final battle, he fights the assistant with the as with asthma. Who he makes the, the asthma, yeah, the yeah, asthma yeah, bit yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. time when he do, he just that is not and then throws that is it. Not how you use an engine. I know the whole, that was actually uh, what wrong. I put, but kind of the asthma bit well, does no, pay James, off at the end. I have asthma. I have asthma too. You use your inhaler with the two. But who has asthma used? the best? Huh? Asthma off. Here we go. <laughs> 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 Uh, that's how it sounds. <laughs> that's uh, uh, Aaron. Cut that out. Someone might, someone might think that that's just awful. <laughs> we both have asthma. It's fine. It's great. It's fine. It's fine. Everybody it's fine. should get it. That's how they always use it in movies. Though they go, okay, yeah. I'm fine. I'm all yeah. good. They don't even like. There's no holding it in. It's just like the, it's like a freshening your breath. It's sort of like yeah, yeah, yeah. With <laughs> with what if that's what it was? But it, <laughs> they just couldn't bother to get breath yeah, spray because he does use it when when Abby comes in. He's like, oh. Hello. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what is the purpose for also, that? Also, not the time to use it in here. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, people with asthma, I'm sorry. I, I, Thank I, you. I wish life was easier. Thank I Yeah, I like, do too. I want to talk about the set pieces in this movie because Swamp Thing, you could definitely create a cut of this movie where Swamp Thing does not show up until 45 minutes into the movie because right. every single thing that he does is tangentially related to what Heather Locklear Real quick, swamps are scary. Yeah, we're all in swamps agreement. Swamps are spooky, yeah. Oh, swamps are scary. Uh, Bowling Green used to be a swamp. That's where the hills came from. Yeah, No. Uh, That's why yeah, we there's the two the hills. hills. There's Conneaut. There's and University. And in yeah. between is, swamp. is the swamp. Is, is Swamp mm. Valley. We have a uh, uh, festival every year. Is that why you like Sh- Shrek? Yeah. Because you're from the swamp? Yeah, I love Shrek. We come full circle right yeah. here. James, we know that you love Shrek. It's so good. <laughs> I was at the Aristocrat Lounge yesterday. Swamp Watching some Shrek. Uh, well, All Star came on <laughs> by Smash Mouth, and I was like, ah! And he walked around every, talking to everybody, have you seen Shrek? Like, <laughs> you just recited the credits out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, my favorite and, song, and then you just start naming people. Yeah. And then he jumps, in, he jumps in the swamp, and mud goes everywhere, and then he brushes his teeth with a slug. That's the opening sequence. That's great. Uh, it is pretty good. John and the doorman was like every time. Yeah. What are your What are your thoughts on Shrek? On John. Shrek, uh, it it the animation's a little funky now when you go back and revisit it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of odd at the time, but it's it's grown funkier. Yeah. Um, great. I don't think he's saying that in a good no, way. No, it's James. great. It's great. Okay. No, it's a little a little stiff and a little weird. It's, it's a little funky. Um, yeah. I think that. 
you know, I know that there's a lot of people that say that the sequels got better. I don't think that piling on the pop culture references actually makes them better. I think the first one's still, the first one's jabs at Disney are gentle enough mm-hmm. and not spe- not specific enough mm-hmm. um, that it is not as dated as the sequels, which try to put more current uh, jokes in and end up actually like tra- trapping that movie, those like sequels in amber. Um, that's my opinion I think that's, on Shrek. I think that's the case for three Welcome and four. Welcome to Shrek Talk. Yeah, oh, I'll do this all day. Uh, yeah. Shrek, Shrek House. 2 is perfect. James, there's so much Shrek media perfect. out there. Why haven't you started any web series or other tangential podcasts where you just review each piece of Shrek media? Oh, that's a lot of work. And I want... Are you kidding? This is the first time that I've ever heard you go, that's a lot of work. Yeah, that, that'd be so I mean, much work. I mean, that's good. That's healthy for you because you always bite off more than you can chew. Well, I'm also trying to produce like two shows right now. But um, no, because like I, I love Shrek because I can escape from it. I don't want to turn it into work. It's so, like if I had a job just eating ice cream, I would hate ice cream. Mm, I, don't, I, I worked at a movie theater for a collected total of a year and a half. I always loved popcorn the entire time. But that wasn't your job. Your job. It was my. I your worked. Your job at was a, to eat popcorn. Yes. <laughs> okay. I had to test the popcorn. It's a popcorn tester. That's how I got this way. He didn't even well, get in the bag. He just yeah. jumped in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know that scene in Duck uh, Ducktales? Yeah, where he jumps in the money. Hmm. What? What? What are you talking about? So a swamp thing. Alternative names for swamp thing. Go. <coughs> Captain Swamp. That's Man Swamp. Man. I hate that. Peter Bogdanovich. (laughs) 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 All right, that's it. Golson wins. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Marsha Mason. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Still, my favorite commercial of all time is the Ruffles. (laughs) Is the Ruffles Cajun Spice. Because um, I guarantee. I guarantee. I guarantee. With flavors of cayenne, onion. Oh, it's such a good commercial. Uh, another note that I have is this movie is the only movie I can think of that taps into the South's deep disdain for California. Hmm. You're not wrong. Because what? I don't know if you guys know this. California's the South, weird. The South hates the coasts. <laughs> Do they? My, I mean, my family does. Wait, legitimately? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a weird thing, and like, I I don't know if I can speak to it, but just as a Texan, like people, like I know people who refuse to go to that state because they can't take their gun. You know how everyone's what? supposed to yeah. like Bruce Springsteen? No. Well, everyone's supposed to like Bruce Springsteen because he's a working man, and my parents hate Bruce Springsteen because he's part of the elite. What? Yeah, <laughs> I mean Bruce Springsteen, the musician, yeah, right, who's talking a lot about how hard it is to work. And right. Working is hard. Yeah, yeah, working nine to five, sweating under the sun, sweating hard, seeing one trick ponies. Yeah, yeah, for that song. What the the wrestler song? The wrestler what? song. Sure. Yeah, there's a movie called The Wrestler, and Bruce what? Springsteen. Did the and he goes, Have uh, seen a one trick pony in a field so fancy and free? Have <laughs> seen a one trick pony and you met me? That's how it goes. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's spot on. I was thinking of the movie uh, Fighting with My Family. But, what? 
It's a good movie. But yeah, the South hates. I mean, so you're saying because they can't bring their guns. To well, no, that's just an, an example. No. It's just you know hippy dippy. Not real stuff. Yeah. Like it's just Californians it, are out of touch. Yeah, as are New Yorkers. Yeah. What? I mean, <laughs> I know New Yorkers are conceited, and that's the thought. With and I think are predominantly they? like yeah. L.A. and I like city living. I think just city living in general. But people, Austin's a city. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Austin, I mean the rest of Texas. You've never heard like anybody Austin. say something bad about Californians living in Austin? Oh, I mean, yeah, all on. the time. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Like, don't San Francisco my Austin kind of thing? Yeah, never it, heard that. It, it's just it. It's weird. Like, like even growing up in South Texas, it was just like, oh, you want to move to California? Yeah, you're probably a vegan too. I'm like, well, what? Yeah, what? what's wrong with that? Yeah, what's wrong with either one of those things? <laughs> yeah, it's just a it's it's a weird dynamic. Just that uh, the South. And is in its own little bubble, especially Texas, is in even more so of its own little bubble. Well, I mean, Texas is weird. It's like a whole other country. It is. The stars at night. No, it's big not. And no. bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. so creepy. Yeah, it is. You, they brainwash you. I know. <laughs> I, Any final thoughts about Return <laughs> of Swamp Thing? Don't we have to play a game? Yeah, well, oh, I'm, game I'm, I'm asking if there are any final thoughts before we get into the Rotten Tomatoes game. I, I think if you are listening to the show and you're like, I've never seen Swamp Thing, and it sounds like the only reason that that guest that's on there it recommended it is because he has liked Swamp Thing his whole life, and there's no possible way I could possibly like a Swamp Thing thing. I would say if you like a, a nice, cheesy, corny monster movie, a little bit of comedy that is like... Uh, not f- <laughs> like when a joke is so bad that you laugh anyways. That's sort of like the flavor of the humor in Return of Swamp Thing. Um, and you don't have to have seen the first one to understand what's going on because you really haven't missed anything other than uh, uh, the the uh, other than a motivated Louis Jordan versus an unmotivated Louis Jordan. Sure. Uh, let me run this by you. If you think that a scene where two monsters are fighting with poles. And for some reason, the poles just get electrified. It's yeah. not established why. Oh, they the just poles do? just become electrified. They start shooting a lightning out of them, and they're hitting each other with these poles. Is that the same uh, it, scene where the cars blew up? Uh, it's one of at least two scenes where cars blow up. Yeah. Well, anyways, they're fighting with the electrified poles that have become electrified out of nowhere. Then one of the monsters hits a propane tank. Suddenly, <laughs> the entire trailer park that they're in yeah, just explodes. That's the one I'm and not just it. one trailer explodes, but everything explodes liberally. And Don't I, hit my mom's car. At that's Uncle right. Shed's trailer park on the bayou. It's exquisite. I this this movie is so much fun. Anyone that says it's unwatchable is... I just I just don't understand. The movie is has its own dumb logic. Uh, it's, I think it's competently made as well, and it's just a lot of fun. It's just a lot of fun, Aaron. I have two things. Done. All right, One. everybody else shut up. Aaron's going to get his two things out. The doctor with asthma, what animal was he supposed to be? A big, big skull guy? Yeah, big skull guy. He was guy. supposed to be Peter Sarsgaard from Green Lantern. <laughs> oh, cool. I got someone to laugh. <laughs> okay, I'll accept that. That's fine for me. Um, secondly, yeah, I think... Um, give it its due. Like, I, I think this movie is a lot of fun. It's like if the, the, the worst parts about the fly, but a lot more fun and there's nothing wrong with the fly. But if you were to pick up anything, it's just like, there's, there's mutations and there's some fun bits to it. Um, I, I genuinely think, uh, 
Let's see. I'm 25. Now. I, I think 12-year-old Aaron would have loved this. I think 11, yeah. he would have been a little freaked out by it. 12-year-old Aaron would have loved this. 14-year-old John loved it. See, yeah. <laughs> it's, see? A, it's a step away from Batman and Robin in terms of tone. Batman and Robin. Sorry, Batman and Robin there in terms go. of tone, which is a tone that I very much like, but you also have to kind of be <laughs> dialed into. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I'd say give it. A, it's free, guys. It's, it's free. free on YouTube. YouTube. So it's very free. Yeah. So well, check you just have to watch ads. There's four ads. Uh, not if you got an ad blocker. Oh, how dare you, Kenny? It's also on Prime. Free? I mean, if you have Prime, tight. And oh, so it's free on. It's available things. for free on Amazon Prime and Vudu and YouTube. Uh, but specifically, Amazon Prime. I'm gonna say thirty percent. All right, uh, James. Wait, guess. Thirty percent of what? Sure. So we're about to <laughs> oh, oh, oh! I, we're right. The, the okay. He jo- I, yes. Sorry. Okay. Hey, it's okay. James doesn't let me do my job. <laughs> no. As chief archivist there it is. of flatfilms.com. Mm, there where it is. Did we even introduce ourselves? No, no. James just got right to it. I'm Aaron. Well, that's I'm Kenny. I'm James. And our guest is. Hi, my name is John Golson. <laughs> and that's staying there. I'm not moving it to the front. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now we can actually start the podcast. Welcome to Shane. <laughs> An hour and 15 minutes, <laughs> sure. We're pulling what's known as a departed in the podcast industry. Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes game is based off of the website Rotten Tomatoes, a film review aggregator that takes all submitted film reviews, averages them out by a pass-fail system, then assigns a percentage on how many people might think a movie is fresh or rotten. Uh, we do two guesses, one on the critical review score as well as an audience review score. Now, out of a whopping nine critical reviews that are recorded on Rotten Tomatoes. Gene, wow. since you have not said what your uh, guess is, can you please say what your guess is for The Return of Swamp Thing? Wait, it's only nine? Nine. A whopping nine critical reviews. TBH, that's a lot more than I thought there was going to be. But so yeah. it can't, I, sure. I originally said 30, but... I don't think that's right anymore, so I'm going to change it. All right, 30% is it? All right. I want to change it. Can't change it at all. All right. You set a number. You didn't wait that's to get any other context clues. You kind of railroaded me. <laughs> I'm going to say 41, Kenny. Hey, thanks for waiting. Yeah, hey, can I change that real quick? Uh, absolutely. Okay, I'm going to say 42. 42. Thanks, Slightly buddy. different, but it's okay because <laughs> you respect me. <laughs> Golson? 12%. Oh, wow. 12 and- Percent. This is critic score, correct? Critic score out of wow. nine critical reviews. Uh, one of you is closest without going over because that's just how numbers work. Uh, Aaron is the winner. Uh, the correct number is 44%. Oh, much higher than I thought it would be. Yeah. Uh, but you do have a chance to redeem yourself, Golson, with the mm. audience score out of a whopping 3,701 audience ratings. Wow. What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes score is from audiences on The Return of Swamp Thing? I think it's probably still split right down the middle. I'm just going to say 50. 50%. Aaron? I have a little bit of hope for it. Because I think there's a lot of people who are like, first of all, Born on the Bayou, great song. Secondly, with that intro, top notch, I'm going to say 62. 62%. James? Please make a guess about the audience score for Return of Swamp Thing. 56. 56. Real quick, do you know what the budget was on this thing? Uh, $12 million. It was $20 and four buttons. I would guess it's 
I uh, let me think of the time period and the cost of stuff. I can't imagine it's over two million. Two point five. Okay. Wow. Two point five. Uh, nice job. Which I I don't know if this is right, but it's saying it's coming out to twenty million with inflation. Yeah. And it made two hundred and seventy-four thousand. Ooh. <laughs> at the box two two of those dollars. <laughs> uh, the correct answer for the Rotten Tomatoes score for the audience is all of you have gone over. It's twenty-eight percent. Oh, geez. see, this goes to my point of like. I like it, and then when I show it to people or watch it with people, they're always like, this is terrible. This is awful. How can you like this? Why do you think people don't like it? Um, I think you're probably hitting around something with the Batman and Robin thing. Sure. I think the Batman and Robin, the difference between something like Return of Swamp Thing is everybody everybody has bought in. Oh, everybody, yeah. Everybody knows kind of what oh. they're making. I think the difference with something like Batman and Robin is they're probably still people under the impression of like we're making a really cool or really awesome or really respectful Batman film and then find out when they see the whole product like, oh, this is not that. Yeah. I think Return of Swamp Thing even though it is all corny one-liners and doesn't have any fidelity to the comics, I think that I think that it is that sort of like it's it's almost camp, but it has it has the buy-in of everybody. They're making a piece of like yeah. schlock. Um, oh, it's it's so schlocky. But it's I great. think I think people just hear the just kind of hear the B movie side or just the they they're presented up front with so much corn. That they're like, <laughs> I can't. No, thank you. Yeah. Like, I can't. I. This is. I, yeah. I think. I think people are also confused by tone sometimes, where it's like, um, wait, is this supposed to be scary or is this supposed to be funny? Like the opening scene where the guys are in the swamp. Yeah. It actually reminds me a lot of the the uh, what's the Friday the Thirteenth movie where there's like guys on a business trip and they're in the forest and it's like six or seven or something like that. Um, I'm gonna say six. Yeah, it's anyways. on the odd numbers. Yeah. Uh, Jason goes to special places. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I, I think it's uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Thirteen. Jason goes to special places. Well, like in I think it's seven. He goes to hell, and then oh no, that's maybe no, it's the evil. That'll be nine. Seven. Nine. He goes to Manhattan. Yeah. Right. Uh oh. I, I know theory is space. shot. Okay. Wait, yeah. Wait. Ten. He goes to so space. eight, nine, and ten. ten he always he goes someplace. Special. Yeah. He goes yeah. someplace in eight, nine, and ten. So. Man. That's okay. Someone lied to me. Anyways, but I think people when I think when people have to figure out tone for themselves, um, that I, I, that's a turnoff for some viewers, and I don't know why. But I find that in general, like uh, you'll see a lot of horror comedies where people can't process it. I think if people if people sort of they want their movie in a in a box, mm -hmm. and if it's like wait this isn't what I thought from the box, mm -hmm. then I think that that futzes with people in a way that they yeah. can't get past. That's my guess, and I'm kind of fumbling with it. No, but. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. And the critical score, I think, is representative <coughs> of someone taking this movie on its own terms yeah, and presenting 48%. Uh, but an audience, I feel like they, they might... Well, the people that would bother to review this movie on Rotten Tomatoes are going, I'm a big fan of Swamp Thing. This movie sucks. Con there, there's a context for how people have consumed Swamp Thing previously. And this movie is just a big slap in the face. Yeah. But if you take the movie on its own, it, it works. But it's also asking you to take this movie within the pantheon of Swamp Thing at large. And it feels like a big blemish, just like a Batman and Robin. Yeah, because I think I'm part of maybe a very slim number who got into it, a part of the New 52, who are like, oh, this is a really cool comic. And I was also reading Animal Man, too, at the same time. Oh, that was great. Yeah, yeah. I was like, these are really great, like, you know, talking with the green and the red, and, like, this is just a really cool series. I just want to try and consume as much of this as I can. And when I watched Return of Swamp Thing in 2012 with my college roommate at the time, we, we couldn't get enough of it. We thought it was so campy. We loved it so much. 
And I remember he said, he was like, wait, this is your the comic book you've been reading? I was like, yeah, it is nothing like this in the new 52s. Yeah. And he's like, okay, good, because I don't understand how it, it's thriving. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I don't get it. But whatever they did since then, it, it I like it. Yeah. So I, I really do think that, you know, if you just take it for what it is on its own terms, meet it halfway, you're going to find a really enjoyable film that's just, worth it for free. Just one of the fun things about doing this podcast, because I think so many times people bring us movies and we just, the, the fun part is getting to take it just on its own terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a movie I did not expect to like, but ended up liking shockingly was Grease 2. Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably a cool writer. Yeah, probably because it's been so long since I've seen the first Greece, so I can be able to divorce myself from that historical context to go, cool. What is this movie trying to do? It's not necessarily a good movie, but it's 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 fine enough. It works. Yeah, it works. That should be on the poster for Greece too. Whenever they re-release it to celebrate the anniversary, Greece hey, too. It works. It's on film, and you can see it. And that's <laughs> been our episode of Shame Watch. Thank you to Denise Hudson for our rock wait, theme wait, song. Wait. You got any shows coming up, John? I do have shows oh, coming up. Great job, plug. Great, 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 great. Um, I have a sketch comedy show that I'm directing and wrote a good portion of um, called The Haunting of Hell Hell. And Where is it? It's at the Fallout Theater, and nice. it's 8 p.m. on Thursday the 17th, the 24th, and Halloween night, October spooky. 31st. Spooky. Extra spooky. Did you write a sketch that's reflective of your experience with the Swamp Thing news um, earlier I this year? I did not write a Swamp Thing sketch. Oh, darn. So I'm saving all my Swamp Thing material for one Swamp Thing mega show that I'm going to pitch the Fallout. No. Really? No. Oh, uh, man. That'd be great. That would not. I don't think that they would I, take that pitch. Yeah, I don't think they would either. Yeah. But just or you know how cool. people do like, they do improv where it's like, this is inspired by Star Trek or this yeah. is improv about but Stranger Things. It's yeah. like, what about it just like Swamp Thing improv? Just like, I mean, I'm I'd down. Be down. I'm yeah. down. Man. I'm totally down. There, there, are, there are four pieces of popular media that you can draw from that are men-shaped sea creatures. So you could be like improv based off of the stylings of the shape of water, man thing, creature from the black lagoon, swamp thing, you know, the Classics. swamp movies. That's been our episode of Shame Watch. J- James, wait, 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 we have a thing. What are you doing, now, James? Did- Is there a Mrs. Swamp Thing? No, I'm a podcast. There you go. Let's spend our episode of Shame Watch. Thank you to Denise Hudson for a rocking theme song. James, wait. And to James, how are you, buddy? I'm- tired and to james garcia for our artwork and olivia suarez for our social media uh don't forget to rate review and subscribe to shame watch on spotify apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found you can also find us on instagram twitter facebook at shame watch pod finally you can contribute to our patreon at patreon.com slash shame watch it does cost money to put out superb content like this pod, so even a $1 donation can make a huge difference. You can also get exclusive episodes. Like, you can listen to our upcoming Twilight Marathon. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. We're going to be watching all the Twilight movies and recording a super special podcast with all of our friends yep. after having watched all five extended Twilight movies. Kaylee has not stopped talking about it. It's so. going to be so much fun. It's going to be great. But now I'm going to list as another award, we get to shout your name out on the podcast. So, shout out to Kenny Madison. Of Austin, Texas. Okay. Donating to Patreon. Aaron O. Salinas. Of Austin, Texas. Gene Fight. Of Bowling Green, Ohio. Alan Smith. 
of Austin, Austin Texas. Texas. And Bradley McPherson of Tulsa. Tulsa. Okay. Until next time, our watch has ended. Dive at your own risk. Does the swamp have lifeguards?